0: Welcome to the Deeply Rooted Podcast. We are here to root deep in God's Word so that we can live lives of unshakable faith. I'm Ben Jacobson. I'm one of the pastors here at Hope Lutheran Church in Fargo, North Dakota. I am joined today by my colleague, Pastor Steph Jordheim. Steph, good to have you. Oh, happy to be here. Isn't it a good day? It's a beautiful day. It is actually a nice... There's some nice cold chill in the air. We're... uh, but it's still sunny. It's one of those days where you
1: look outside and you're like, it's spring. And then you walk outside and you're like, no, give me a jacket.
0: Right? <laughs> okay. Yeah, we've had this weird, like, what jacket do I wear? Do I wear like, yes. a really light one or do I just not wear one? Every, every day is different. It's all it's, the layers, it's all a strange, the time. Strange, strange winter we're having here. But we're doing something that doesn't change, and that's reading through Mark's gospel. Although every time we approach it, we come away with new insights. We're in chapter 10 today. We've been rolling through, learning lots of stuff, thinking about the authority of Jesus, the the suffering that, that he's going to go through, thinking about what it means to follow him. We've seen this amazing moment where Jesus was on a mountain and he was transfigured and, mm-hmm. and the disciples started to see who this really was. And it's been this sort of long... series of, I think, pictures and glimpses of of who Jesus is and what the kingdom of God looks like. And we're going to see more of that today as we read through this. One of the things that's going to happen today is is two of the disciples, James and John, they're going to ask Jesus something. They're going to make a request for uh, whatever they want. They want to be able to ask for whatever they want. And so, (laughs) Steph, I thought, as we start today, if I were to ask you, if you could have any item appear on the desk in front of you right now, what would it be? <laughs> Honestly, um I would
1: want a caramel latte <laughs> to appear.
0: <laughs> one of those days. It is one of
1: those days. Gotcha. <laughs> my my brain always goes to the caramel latte. <laughs> the caramel latte. Or a malted mocha.
0: Oh a malted so mocha. So good. Really I've never had that. What is a malted mocha?
1: I mean, I don't know it's like hot chocolate, but with espresso and mm. malt it's fantastic hmm.
0: things I didn't know Mhm-, yeah, you know when I was thinking about that question, the first thing that came to my mind is I'd really like a Reuben to appear, so I'm guess I'm in a similar place <laughs> um.
1: <laughs> i think I, we need
0: to eat yeah <laughs> something <this> like <laughs> that we, yeah the other thing that i thought is you know it'd be really nice if a just a little mandolin would appear because i thought it'd be cool to learn to play the mandolin do you know uh, how
1: to play the mandolin
0: ki- not really i'd like to learn more i played the violin <laughs> in when i would not well i mean you know it was i never practiced. <laughs> You use the word playing loosely yeah. i yes. never practiced um uh, <laughs> But the mandolin and the violin are the similar. Yep, same strings except a mandolin is paired in twos. Mm. So there's eight strings, but they're just like four. Why stop four at notes. the mandolin?
1: Just get like a lute.
0: Yeah, a lute would be cool. <laughs> With all the strings. So who was telling me the other day? There was some guy they were watching on line who plays old instruments. It might have been Pastor Mike. I'm not sure.
1: Potentially. I think I've seen that guy, actually. Yeah,
0: really? Yeah. (laughs) It's
1: it's pretty incredible.
0: Yeah. Anyway, so, you know, either a Reuben or a mandolin, depending on on the day, or maybe just a full cup of coffee. Yes. That would be good, too. Love it. You know, we're not very creative. If we could have whatever we want, you know, some people might say, like, uh giant stack of money or... Right. A new car. A <laughs> new ca- well, that would not fit on the desk. So well, if, if you were to wish for a new car, a little matchbox car <laughs> would appear and then you would just be in tears. Disappointed. Disappointment. Yeah, total disappointment. I also thought about, you know, it'd be really great if, um, if there was some device that could like stop time for a little bit so I could catch up on everything I need to catch up on. Yeah. That'd be great. But that hasn't been invented yet. And then that would also cause... Tons of problems.
1: I love how you're talking about, like, the space-time continuum, and you're like, but not yet. Instead of, like,
0: ah, Who knows? So I'll stick with the Reuben. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, the disciples' request is a little bit different than that. Mm. Uh, and we'll see that as we read. And we're going to read from Mark 10. 32 through 52. Mm-hmm. They were on their way up to Jerusalem with Jesus leading the way. And the disciples were astonished, while those who followed were afraid. Again, he took the 12 aside and told them what was going to happen to him. We're going up to Jerusalem, he said, and the Son of Man will be betrayed. To the chief priests and the teachers of the law, they will condemn him to death and will hand him over to the Gentiles who will mock him and spit on him, flog him, and kill him. Three days later, he will rise. Then James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came to him. Teacher, they said, we want you to do for us whatever we ask. What do you want me to do for you? He asked. They replied, Let one of us sit at your right, the other at your left in your glory. You don't know what you are asking, Jesus said. Can you drink the cup I drink or be baptized with the baptism I am baptized with? We can, they answered. Jesus said to them, You will drink the cup I drink and be baptized with the baptism I am baptized with, but to sit at my right or my left is not for me to grant. These places belong to those for whom they have been prepared. When the ten heard about this, they became indignant with James and John. Jesus called them together and said, You know that those who are regarded as rulers of the Gentiles, lorded over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be slave of all. For even the Son of man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom But he shouted all the more, "'Son of David, have mercy on me!' Jesus stopped and said, "'Call him.'" So they called to the blind man, "'Cheer up on your feet. He's calling you.'" Throwing aside his cloak, he jumped to his feet, came to Jesus. "'What do you want me to do for you?' Jesus asked him. The blind man said, "'Rabbi, I want to see. "'Go,' said Jesus." Your faith has healed you. Immediately, he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. Okay, Steph, as you listened to that and as you read along, mm-hmm. what things did you notice and and what things did you have questions about?
1: Well, there is a lot here. Um. I noticed, so something that popped out to me this time was, do you remember like in grade school or whatever, you would always have like show and tell Mm -hmm. days, like where you would bring something and you would show your friends and you tell them. And Jesus does the opposite here. (laughs) He tells and then he shows. Mm. Like he tells, he tells what his kingdom is like. And then James and John are like, oh, okay. So when you come into your kingdom, we want. Uh, like the power with you right instead of you your right and your left and and then Jesus is like no you still don't get it let me show you mm-hmm. with and then he does that with um the blind man um it's it's a cool way of like even the disciples still being blind and yet this blind man on the side of the road understands more about what Jesus mm-hmm. is up to and what the kingdom is like than the people who are with Jesus. Mm-hmm. So it's like Jesus constantly telling and showing and mm-hmm. telling and showing. and mm-hmm.
0: His presence is the very kingdom.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, for me, right away in the first verse, they were on their way up to Jerusalem mm-hmm. with Jesus leading the way. What a good thing.
1: Oh, I love that. <laughs> it's just, yeah.
0: a, you know, I, it's a reminder that... Um, Jesus knows where he's going and what he's doing and what will happen, and he's leading he's there are going to be moments coming up where it won't seem like he knows he knows mm-hmm. it will seem like he's lost all power, all authority, all control um it will you know for God to die is basically the <laughs> the end. Of everything. Yeah. Um Yet even in that, Jesus is leading the way. And that just sort of prompts a question for me and maybe for you and for, you know, the folks who are listening. Who's leading the way in your life? Mm, great is it question. You? Mm-hmm. Usually, I think for me, usually it's me. And it shouldn't be. And.
1: Man. I wish I would. So. I would concur yeah. <laughs> in my life yeah. personally, <laughs> um, which is interesting. Uh, the word "follow" just popped into my head, and I don't think. Um, so it does say right in the beginning here. It says, "While those who followed were afraid, so Jesus was leading."
0: Yeah, the disciples were astonished,
1: and those who followed were afraid.
0: Yeah, so we've got this like. <laughs> here's Jesus. Imagine like the. Uh, A triangle Jesus is at the head of it And then the people right behind him are the disciples And they're kind of astonished Like Like, shocked, what "What is is going (laughs) on And then the people behind that are just afraid And I think they're probably afraid Because they've seen some pretty Miraculous, Mm -hmm. strange Things Mm -hmm. They might also be afraid I don't know this, but they might just be afraid Because the world they lived in Was a scary place
1: Mm. Oh yeah, that makes sense so How about questions. What questions? Mm.
0: I you know, I think one of the things that always comes to my mind, especially as we read Mark as a whole or any any passage of or, or book from scripture as a whole,
1: yeah,
0: there's a journey here. So we're on a journey. You know, they're going somewhere, they've been somewhere, they're going somewhere, yeah. and oftentimes those details are important in the story. They're on their way to Jerusalem. Well, yep. what's going to happen? All of this is leading to Jerusalem. That's the place where Jesus is going to be crucified. Mm-hmm. It's the place where sort of the climax of this story is going to happen. So we're on the way there. And then the stops along the way are important too. So, you know, one of the things that I think is a lot of Bibles have maps. I don't mm, think the mm-hmm. one in front of me has... No, and I
1: don't think mine does either.
0: Maps, but, you know... Uh, you can look one up online. Online, yep, and just, just you know, look at what did the first century yeah. world I look mean,
1: you like? I you can even Google, like, uh, Middle East at the time of yep. Jesus. <laughs> yep, yep, and <laughs> you, you know? can
0: see... That it's, just, it's just helpful to remember that uh, it reminds us, actually, first, I think, that... This is not just a story, right? These are real people, real places. These are things that happened in a world that we actually live in.
1: Yeah, and it, uh, and I think those little those details in there are like, it's, yes, we're on our way to Jerusalem, so that we can follow on along on the journey, and then they mention, okay, we're in Jericho now,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and or near Jericho, and. Then you're like, okay, so they're like, 15 miles from Jerusalem? Okay.
0: Yeah, where's Jerusalem? (laughs) Where's Jericho? You know, plot those out on a map. That's really helpful to do. Those
1: details are important. What other
0: questions come up for you?
1: Um, you know, all the way down, I wish I could, um, looking for the verse here, where the blind man talks to Jesus and, uh, he says, he says, I want to, oh, he calls him, he calls out to him. Doesn't he call him son of David? Mm-hmm. Where is that here?
0: Yeah, that's Jesus, in, son in verse of David. 47.
1: Yeah. I'm like, oh, interesting. That is an interesting, like, why? It's not something that we hear Jesus called often.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And son of David, like, okay. So Jesus, son of David, why? Mm-hmm. Um, well, Jesus was talking like John and James were talking about Jesus's power and authority, right? And mm-hmm. this son of David confirms his authority.
0: Sure. Identifying him with king yeah. David. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and Jesus has been calling himself son of man. Yeah. Often in Mark's gospel. So this is a change. I can't say for certain if that's the first time that a uh, son of David is used, but I would guess that it is I think in 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 Mark's gospel. I don't think we've seen it. I think
1: it. it was. I think it's actually the only. Let's see. One of the commentaries I read said that it appears only here in oh, Mark.
0: Interesting. Okay.
1: Which is interesting.
0: So that says, "Pay attention."
1: Yeah, pay attention, right? Um, yeah. So it gives this um, messianic, you know, affirmation, and like this royal authority goes along with son of David, right? That So that was interesting. That jumped off the page to me this time. Um, and also just see questions. Why is a blind man the one who sees Jesus? Mm-hmm. Like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: what? So we've got like the disciples have been following him this whole time and he constantly has to tell them, no, you don't, No, you're not getting it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) See, no, service is the way of the kingdom. Like, how do we do kingdom work? Like, what does it look like? What does it look like is the question. What does the kingdom look like? And then a blind man calls out to Jesus, knowing what the kingdom looks like. Yeah. And he can't even, and he's blind. Yeah. But maybe that, oh, but yeah, blind to the world, sight to the kingdom. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I want to know, James and John, what were they thinking when they said, "Hey, by the way, we'd like you to do for us whatever we ask." Try that at home, folks. <laughs> go up to someone and go to your boss. And say, "Hey, <laughs> try it at home." <laughs> I'd like to do what I'd like you to do. Whatever I ask.
1: It reminds me of Have you ever seen those shows uh, like Yes Day or whatever?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, haven't, I haven't seen, seen any it, of them, no, yeah. but I know... The, the concept of it yeah, is that you of, say yes to everything. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that would not go well it doesn't, for me.
1: That is interesting because it doesn't seem like Jesus has been a yes man to this point, so yeah. why would John and James think that they could do that? Yeah,
0: and yet his response is not... Uh, yes, it's not yes. And it's not no. Mm. He says, what do you want? Anyway, so we've got three sections here. <laughs> yeah. Let's take them on. The first section is really about Jesus predicting what's about to happen. He's We're on our way to Jerusalem, and and what's going to happen is I'm going to go before the chief priests and the teachers of the law, and they're going to condemn me, and they're mm. going to hand me over to the Gentiles, to the people in authority, to the Romans, and and I will be mocked and spit on and flogged and I will die. And then this little sentence three days later, he will rise. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine what the disciples were thinking when they heard that, because here they're thinking, all right, we've got this leader, we're following him, we're astonished, everybody else is afraid, but we're <laughs> astonished, and we know that he's going to set up his kingdom, and he's going to make the world a very, very different place for us. And then he says this, and we don't get their response right uh, to that. but But they must have an idea of what a king looks like i mean you and i have an idea of what a king looks like what does a king look like
1: right more like a ruler or an authority or
0: sits on a throne yep you know there's so many images of this sitting on the throne and people kneel before them and there's gold and there's uh beautiful jewels Jewels (laughs) and there's a crown and there's uh you know the king gets whatever he asks for, and yep. the the king has servants that do, you know, there's that image of like the king is just standing there and somebody's putting his cape on for him. Because he does do nothing him for himself. Well, does, yeah. doesn't lift a finger. And that's this sort of ideal we've lifted up of what power and authority look like. Hmm. And they must have some sort of, you know, their image must be similar to... I suppose That that's what a king would look like Well what does Jesus say That's not
1: No Well yeah and I mean He says yeah no People lord it over (laughs) But not so with you
0: So James and John obviously Have an understanding of what this power looks like Yeah And so they make this request of Jesus And what is their request It's that, that they would get to sit At his right and left hand Mm-hmm. that in this place of glory that they would be that they would rise up to the top and and that they wouldn't have to lift a finger and that they would have power and that they would have might and that they would be known and that they they have this this sort of warped idea about what it means we've talked at length as we've walked through mark about authority and about suffering and about how Jesus as the king in the kingdom his authority is is a different kind of authority and it's an authority that leads into places of suffering.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: They're not asking, they're asking for a different kind of authority and they're not asking for suffering. So maybe Steph, where, I mean, how does Jesus, how does his answer reframe that for them?
1: Well, yeah, he tries to tell them, he's like, no, you, you know that those who are regarded as rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them. Like if, You are in a place of power. You're lording it over people. And that's how the Gentiles view it, right? But then he says to John and James, "Um, not so with you. (laughs) Because whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. Mm -hmm. And whoever wants to be first must be slave of all. What? I mean, like, Mm -hmm. you're going to have to be a slave to have greatness in the kingdom? That, that would that would just be completely counterintuitive to their time, right? Because they're used to these gentle... Like we're talking about, like the king settles on the throne and he has power and all this. No, you're talking about that king, the one with power, that guy is a slave.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and then he also says, because even the son of man did not come to be served but to serve. So wait, the king is a servant? That's like the lowest position that you could hold, right? It's cast away. Not people don't care about that position. Oh, a slave? uh, You know? Servant? Yeah. In this time, right? Um but even but they said that but Jesus is trying to reframe saying, No, suffering is the way, service is the way. Um not this image that you have, but he also tells them, um, you don't, you don't know what you're asking. You know, you, you don't get it. John James, you don't, you don't know what you're asking of me. Can you possibly drink the cup that I drink or be baptized with the baptism I'm baptized with?
0: And I think it, you know, it could be really simple for us as people of faith to Read this and be like, James and John, man, they're <laughs> right. so silly. They just don't get it. <laughs> but I do. But we no. don't. Um, you know, there's some really practical implications for this in the lives that we live every day. Mm. Because we have our own idea of greatness. Mm-hmm. And that's the the title. Mm-hmm. And it's the authority in our own homes or in our lives that we seek and want to lord over people Mm -hmm. um and i think jesus is is forcing us to actually look at our own lives and say what does it mean to be great Mm -hmm. you know and for me that's the question is what does it mean for me to be great as a husband does it mean that i'm this source of that i have all the answers and that i'm the one who directs everything Or, or does it mean that i'm well, the one who serves my family. Right. What does it mean for me to be great in my work? Um, does that mean that I have all the answers and <laughs> that I'm the one who, ha- you know, has the final word on everything? Or does it mean that I'm a person who serves? And, and that's not just for me, it's for, for you me. and it's yep. for everybody who's listening. Uh, it's a moment for us to look at our lives and say, am I living a life where? Where I'm seeking to be the one in charge and to be at the top of the food chain, or am I the one who's living a life with open hands? That's that's there when when somebody needs me.
1: Mm. Which is interesting. We, you mentioned, I mean, yes, to all the things you said, and also
0: good. You that's what I wanted you right, to I, say right,
1: because I'm an authority. No, <laughs> no, but you mentioned. Um, Jesus is leading the way, though.
0: Yes. Jesus is leading the way. Yeah, and that's even a really he, good point.
1: And even he is saying, I-, I am leading the way, and I'm serving along the way. Mm-hmm. So as you follow...
0: Stop when he stops.
1: Yeah, right?
0: Don't get in front.
1: Right. As you follow, you also serve. He's leading. As he's leading. So that's really interesting that it meant that... That's really interesting that scripture says it that way. With mm-hmm. Jesus leading the way, and then also, and then you skip down, and it's like, but man, but the Son of Man didn't come to be served, but to serve. To mm-hmm.
0: so follow. We yeah. have an example of what that looks like, right. of what true greatness looks like. Yep. Right. And so, yeah, we want to lift up all the people who have accomplished amazing things, and we want to be like them. And there may be some merit to that. You know, we all have heroes or mm-hmm. sort of the archetype in whatever field you're in, in your work or in your life. But but beyond that is, is Jesus and the what he shows us about what it means to be great.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There's another thing uh that I just love about this little section, and it's it's verse 36. Jesus says, What do you want me to do for you? Mm. And I wonder if if maybe it's important for us to stop there and to think for ourselves, if Jesus was asking that question of me, how would I answer? Mm. And he's asking because he can do things for you. Mm-hmm. And so maybe it's clarity about a decision. Maybe it's something to hold on to in the midst of a mm-hmm. storm in your life or some change that you didn't expect or or maybe it's um you know hope that tomorrow is going to be better than today jesus can give us those things
1: Mm -hmm. the word peace just keeps popping into my brain like peace like just yeah like peace over situations a calm a comfort healing Uh, yes
0: yeah and he can do those things right and and uh, when we ask, when we ask in accordance with his will, that's a fancy phrase to say, when we understand who the giver is, yeah. then we know what to ask, right? Yeah. And Jesus is giving us a pretty good glimpse at who the giver is. He's a servant mm-hmm. who has come for us.
1: And did you reference the the one, the what do you want me to do for you in verse 36? Because it points to verse 51 where he asked the blind man the same thing. That's a nice. I hadn't noticed it. Yeah. Truthfully. But it is a nice, like he asked John and James, what do you want me to do for you? Mm-hmm. And then just verses later, he asked the blind man, what do you want me to do for you?
0: And they, yeah, their answers are very different. Aren't yes. They? So let's go there. Let's go to oh let's actually not pass over verse 45. We talked about the the son of man did oh, yeah. not come to serve but to to be served but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And I think it's important for us to pause and realize that that the mission that Jesus is on here is much bigger than just the the little moments mm. which are also important. Mm-hmm. But this is about reconciling a broken, lost, sinful world with God. Mm-hmm. We just celebrated Ash Wednesday mm-hmm. and and it's this time where we recognize the brokenness of life. We recognize our sin and the wages of that sin, what comes out of that sin, which is death, mm-hmm. our need to be renewed and to be returned to a God. Who is gracious and merciful? Jesus is the intermediary. He's the one in the middle, the one between us and God who pulls us together. Mm. And um, I think it's important to to pause and, and realize that you know that's not just something that that we say. that's who Jesus says he is. Yeah, I've come to give my life as a ransom for many. That's not something that that after his death people started saying, Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah no. He, he he, told us beforehand what this was all about. Mm. Okay, now we can move that. on. Uh, so, they came to Jericho. What's happening here?
1: Okay, so let's see. They come to Jericho, and there is this blind man on the side of the road um, named Bartimaeus. And... <laughs> Even though he can't see, he calls out, "Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me." And uh, you know, there were blind, blind and deaf and mute people all over uh, lining the roads at that time, and um, there were likely a lot of people walking on the road. I mean, there are people following Jesus.
0: Jericho is right? a busy place, and uh, yeah, <laughs> it's a historic place, uh, and and it's a busy place, and there are many people there who, if you are blind or deaf or you know have some other ailment yep you cannot work in this world mm. and when i say this world i mean the first century world yeah right and so th- the only means they have is to beg
1: yeah so oh yeah great pictures for a reminder so the begging that would be why it. we're told that his cloak is there with him that would likely be because he had it in front of him to collect alms, mm-hmm. so he's he's begging, mm-hmm. right? And he that would probably his only possession,
0: right? Is he his probably it, the, that covered him at night when he yep. slept. He didn't have a bed. Probably it was his home. It was his occupation. All of the, everything.
1: Yes. Okay. A hundred, yeah. Um, and then so lots of people are like. Oh, stop yelling. Ah. (laughs) You know, but Jesus stopped and said, call him. So they called the blind man over to Jesus. And this guy throws his cloak, this every possession, everything that he has, right? He throws his cloak aside and he jumps to his feet and he comes to Jesus, which also just, to me, the thought of, it doesn't say someone led him to Jesus. Mm -hmm. This man is blind. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's like, you get this image of like him running to Jesus, like mm-hmm.
0: throwing what? off his everything, house, yeah, his, his house, warmth, <laughs> yes, his, his occupation, everything, everything,
1: his whole life. Right, he came to Jesus, and to get to Jesus, throws it all, and then, um, and then he gets to Jesus, and Jesus says, "What do you want me to do for you?" Like he said to John and James before. And the blind man says, Rabbi, I want to see. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then go, said Jesus, your faith has healed you. And the man received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. So we've got, it reminded me of, or reminds me of um, the disciples. Actually, when they're first called, they throw their nets. Mm-hmm. Like Jesus calls them mm-hmm. and um and they immediately uh, throw their nets, which is their livelihood, their occupation, what they do for life, and they throw that all aside to follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. And this man does the same. He's like throws it all aside to follow Jesus to the cross. Wow! Like, and it's uh, I was so cool.
0: <laughs> There's something interesting that happens in verse 49. When he's calling out, uh, mm-hmm. Jesus stopped. You mentioned that. But then yeah. he, said, he said to his disciples, call him. So the disciples went and called the, the blind man. And I think it's interesting. Jesus could have done that himself. <laughs> right. But he didn't. True. He had his disciples do it. Hmm. He's told them. He's showed them. And now he asks them. To participate and mm. it's a it, this is like a little microcosm of the larger church jesus could do everything
1: <laughs> yeah
0: but he asks us mm-hmm. to go out and to proclaim the good news and to baptize and to forgive and Mm -hmm. and to live and and that's so it's this image of the kingdom is is actually what happens when we live out what jesus calls us to do and so he's he's asking us to do things too and then uh i I just want to close us with one more thing Mm -hmm. and it's it's this that man when he shouts that son of david Mm -hmm. Have mercy on me. That's a prayer. Mm. And I think it's a prayer that needs to be on all of our hearts.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Jesus, have mercy on us. Amen. Because all of us have things in our life, whether we want to face it or not, whether we want to admit it or not, whether we want to see it or not, Mm -hmm. that, that are big failings. And the world wants us to pursue greatness.
1: Hmm.
0: And you can't pursue greatness if you're admitting that you're broken. Hmm. If you're admitting that you're sinful, if you're admitting that you're in need of, of mercy. This man finds everything he needs by beginning with this plea for mercy. And it's the same thing for us if we begin there, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on us. Mm. Then we're open to receiving the question. What can I do for you?
1: Mm -hmm. What do you want me to do for you? That's
0: his preparatory moment. The disciples, James and John, they don't start with that (laughs) need for mercy. They start with the desire to be great. Yep. It's where we begin. That matters. Mm. We'll keep going on this journey. Uh, all the way to Jerusalem, and beyond. Next week, we'll continue. I I invite you to to subscribe. If you subscribe, um, it just makes it so you the next episode will come. Uh, you'll get a notification. And so we'd love to have you do that because we're going to keep going. Invite other people into to listening and to following us as we, we continue this journey. Steph, thanks for being with us. It's my if, pleasure. If you folks want to know more about Hope Lutheran Church, I invite you to visit us on our website at fargohope.org. If you want to go deeper, there's lots of opportunities. We actually do this in person and, and also uh, virtually every week. We're studying these passages Messages and we'd love to have you join us there's details about that on our website we'll see you next week and in the meantime stay deeply rooted